When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Wondering what's next in your business or personal life? Welcome to Success to Significance, Life After Breaking Through Glass Ceilings, a podcast dedicated to helping you with all of life's challenges, discoveries, and opportunities. Whether you're seeking a new career, retirement, or simply wanting to make an impact in your community or the world, join Jen Duplessis and her guests as they explore how to start, what to do when you're in the thick of a change or growth, and how to leave a mark in this world after breaking through your next achievement. You are moments away from the aha you've been seeking. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to this episode on Success to Significance, Life After Breaking Through Glass Ceilings. And I love finding out what everyone's glass ceilings are and what they're doing in the world now. And as I said many times on this on this show, this isn't you were successful, now you're significant. This is everything in between and all of the ceilings that we break through, you know, in life. And, um, you know, gosh, we've just had so many wonderful people on, whether it's spiritual, whether it's health and wellness, relationships, or business. I love all of it. So thank you for taking time out of your busy day to join us here today. My my guest here today is Heather Shriver Burns, and I um, had the opportunity to meet you. I think we were both on the Christian International Christian Summit. That's probably where we were. And um, she is yes. a speaker, an author, a coach, and a host of Seek First CEO podcast. So she has her own podcast as well. So we need to make sure we get your link for that as well, Heather. And she's a mom of three, married to her best friend for 10 years. She lives in Pittsburgh, which is right up north from me. I'm in Washington. Well, I'm in Western Virginia, but not West Virginia, if that makes sense. Um, yes. <laughs> right. Uh, she is a multi-passionate entrepreneur whose greatest passion is pointing high, uh, pointing high achieving, achieving servant-hearted women to Jesus as a master neuroscience business and biblical life coach, which is a mouthful. I wonder how many times you've said that. Um, she helps ambitious CEOs manage their mind and emotions so that they can stop reacting to life and start responding to living in F-L-O-W, flow with the Holy Spirit. I'm excited to find out what that's all going to going to be about. So um, welcome to the show. We're delighted to have you here as a guest. Thank you so much, Jen. I'm so excited to hang out with you today. Thank you. So uh, let's talk about this. You know, I'm I'm thinking, how do we combine neuroscience and God, right? How do we, how do we combine these two? And I know that, you know, it's, it, it's funny that you say that you're even talking, uh, talking about this or you're, you're, you speak on it is in my practice, I say mindset plus mechanics equals momentum, right? And so somewhat, this is similar to what you're saying is there's some, there's this mechanical piece, there's the mindset or heart centered piece, and that creates an unstoppable life whatever that, mm -hmm. whatever that might mean. So share with us a little bit about how in the heck did you get into this? Yes. I love this question because I said the same thing. How does science and God and the Bible, like how does this all go together? So I actually 
fell in love with coaching years ago, got my life coaching certification. And then through my own life experience, I think knew what to do, but couldn't figure out why I wasn't doing it. And so in 2020, yes, uh, I, you know, it's kind of like enough is enough. There's something here that I can't figure out. And I started researching and, and I realized there was subconscious things going on, things that I didn't even know were on the surface. Cause I was doing all the do's that I knew how to do. And for some reason still wasn't getting the results that I wanted. So I stumbled on, I don't know exactly how, but uh, neuroscience and I started uh, just studying it. And then I ended up getting a certification in it. And as I was going through the program, you know, really I was matching up things that I knew in scripture, like take your thoughts captive, make them obedient to Christ, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. But I actually had a very tactical way to do that. You know, it's like, we can hear these verses or things or these directions, but we don't really know how. And so when I was able to see how science actually showed, oh, that's how we can really do that step by step. And it's changed my life. So I'm here to share it with the world. Yeah, that's interesting. So you, why were you so interested in coaching? Let's go back even further. I mean, I, I imagine you've been a Christian all your life. So that part we didn't, we didn't have to find, right? <laughs> we were, but with that, or maybe you, you know, were saved at a, uh, a later age, you know, but um, why the coaching? What were you doing in your career? Yes. So I ended up like a lot of people who I think become entrepreneurs start out in the network marketing space. Mm -hmm. And I became a mom and all of a sudden was thinking, what on earth was I thinking? I want to be able to have flexibility to be home with my babies. And so stumbled into network marketing really for the health and fitness side of it, but learned quickly there was a business opportunity. And that was how it all started. What happened though, as I was teaching other women and coaching other women in their health and fitness, they would sign up, they would invest, and then they wouldn't do anything. Right. And I really took it upon myself to think, what is the missing piece? Why are they saying they want it? I'm a, listen, if I say I'm going to do it, I do it. And so I couldn't figure out why so many people were investing, but then weren't actually doing the do. And I thought, man, what if I could help them understand what's preventing them from actually doing that? Hence the life coaching certification. I knew that there was some really good things that I could learn as a coach to help help service my clients, really. And I loved leadership. Leadership, mentorship, I've always been put in leadership roles in every job that I've had. And so I kind of stumbled into coaching through what I as I would write pros and cons of the network marketing profession, I'm like, well, wait a second. These are the things that I love about it. And it was the mentoring, the teaching, the coaching. And I went to school to be a teacher. So I still have that in me where I want to teach people. And then yeah. here we are. And watch them grow and see them, you know, grow. So, okay. So let's talk about, I mean, this actually is a pretty hot topic. I don't know why in the last probably two, three months, people are really, we've all been talking about limiting beliefs for years. People talk about limiting beliefs, but for some reason, there's a financial aspect of this. It's really attaching itself in at least the community that I'm running in. You know, there's a financial um unstuckness <laughs> that that is happening is why why am i only reaching this certain level of income or that certain level of income what what are these preventative things and and obviously we talk about we, we everybody talks about childhood how you know it's all stems from childhood it's all these crazy things that happened to you in childhood but how do we get unstuck from this and i know that you have you know doing business with god money mindset so funny um, and how to get unstuck. It's ironic that I was talking about that. Um, but how how do we get unstuck, um, you know, from this? And, I, and, and I'm personally challenged with this too, because, 
there's, I've just been working, I'm about ready to go to another, another level. Okay. And so I'm at this plateau and I'm, and I feel like this, this, I don't know how to even describe it. It's like driving a car. If you drive a stick shift, right? You're in first gear and it takes all this energy. And then when you shift to second gear, the, the car kind of goes back a little bit. It kind of goes gunk, right? And I'm in that kind of place where I'm kind of feeling like I went back as I'm about ready to go forward. And the next level is easier, but there's a lot of financial decisions that have to be made here. And I'm feeling kind of stuck there you know, in, in not, I wouldn't say stuck up like a plateaued, right. A plateaued and to go to the next level is going to require a lot more money. And I'm going, Oh my gosh, do I have the faith in myself? Where are those limiting beliefs? Where are, is there going to be a new one at this new level, <laughs> right? Are new things going to come up? And I know that I'm personally struggling with that. And I'm saying, you know, God, instead of God, help me, you know, make it help me with these decisions. I'm saying, God, help me change so that I'm ready for these decisions. Help me, help me be prepared. Help me be stronger so that I can handle these decisions. So how do we get un, get unstuck in, in these thought patterns that we have? Um, and if you can answer that in a way that's not neuro, neuroscientific, <laughs> would be really yeah, good. Absolutely. That's a gift that I have. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. From, from a teacher, my teacher background, yeah, I yeah. take very complex, simplify it. And so really, you know, I think a different people who have a faith background, there's a whole other layer that we work through because we have that other set of thoughts and expectations. And so what I love to tell my clients is pay attention to your feelings. So it sounds like you're kind of in this like resistance where you're trying to figure out there's an other side of the unknown. And so, yeah, yeah, what I share is like, pay attention to your feelings. Your feelings are like flashlights. They're shining a light into what actually you're thinking, but most people don't know what they're thinking. So it's that concept of take your thought captive, make it obedient to Christ. That sounds really easy, but if you don't know what your thoughts are, well, then how on earth are you going to take it captive? So by that, I say, pay attention to your feelings first. Is it anxiousness? Is it is it overwhelmed? Is it excitement? Is it, you know, it could be whatever. And then you get to get curious around that feeling. What am, what am I thinking that's creating that feeling? So I love that you brought up the new level. And essentially that phrase that we have probably most of us heard is new level, new devil. So what I teach my clients is it's not a new devil. The devil is the same. He's been using the same tactic strategies since the beginning of time. And in fact, once we start to learn what those are, and especially in our own lives, we can start to be proactive instead of reacting. We can respond with that. What I teach my clients is new glory. God promises and he wants to take us from glory to glory. You're in a glory to glory season. You're in the two, right? Um, but what that requires is a new story. You have a story framework in your mind. And that does include the money and all those things that you know. And so really it's to get to that new glory. You get to create a new story with the Lord to take you on this map. He gives you this map of getting there and it all starts in your mindset. Yeah. Yeah. And in, in those feelings and stuff, it's funny because, um, you know, I know a lot of people when they're, when they're trying to get further in their business, you know, further in their life, whatever, whatever that is, the biggest word I hear is fear. I'm afraid to, mm -hmm. I fear that, mm -hmm. you know, um, talk, talk to us about fear in, in this process here, if we want to do business with God. Yeah, that's so good. And that's what the enemy loves to use fear. And that's actually what leads you into the flow. So when I was going through, again, my neuroscience certification, I'm like, oh my goodness, 
I see all these things and really our options are when we fear something, whether it's a literal threat, a mental, emotional, whatever, we fight, flight or freeze. That's our typical right response. And there's the fawning too. Uh And the Lord spoke to me one day and was like, Heather, I don't want my children to fight. I fight their battle. I don't want them to run away. I want them to run into me. And I don't want them to be frozen. I want them to flow. And that is the made to flow. We aren't made to stay stuck. We're not meant to fight our own battles on our own. We're not meant to not make progress and move forward. And so it is that concept of that we were made to flow and life's going to happen. Things come our way. Real threats do happen, but most of it is in our mind and these stories that we write to we, that we've accepted as truth. And so that is the whole concept of made to flow. You don't have to fight flight or freeze. You get to choose to flow. So what does flow stand for, for yours? Cause I know you've trademarked the, the flow, not the word. Yeah, but- And there's actually, there's Sure. Yep. There's five different acronyms. I would say the most common one uh, that I use is to forget logic and operate in wisdom. And that doesn't mean logic is bad. Logic serves us very, very Uh well. But sometimes when we're stuck, we can, we get stuck and we want to make sense of things. I think when we're going to that next level, right, that next place that the Lord's trying to take you to, it doesn't usually make sense. It doesn't feel good. Your brain's wired to keep you safe, comfortable, familiar. And so anything outside of that, but you can tap into wisdom and praying about it, journaling about all the things, talking to God about, and that's where you can get that courage to take that next step. Yeah. I love that. I love that. Forget logic and operate in wisdom, at least for that moment. Right. You know, we went, we have to, right. I, mean, and I mean, this all stems from people make decisions in their businesses and, and to engage with the business, you know, as well, um, an emotional decision, right. There's logic at the very end. And most people lead with logic and then wonder why they can't get more clients, more products sold, more whatever, right? Because they're leading with the logic mm-hmm. and they they have you know eliminated that impactful emotional story or element that helps people understand. And so I love that you're saying, you know, stand back and stop, just snap out of it, right? Like do what a dog does. That's why dogs and all animals shake, you know, why they shake is because they're eliminating stress. And if we could just do that, you know, we could eliminate a lot of stress in our lives and say, okay, get out of my head, get out of my head, you know, and just stretch it out. I love, I love that you're saying that. Um, so, so tell us a little bit about your, um, I know that one of the gifts that you're going to be giving to my, um, listeners here is a hundred biblical, uh, declarations or affirmations. Tell us a little bit about how this came up. Um, why, why did you put this together? I mean, I know it's in the Bible, but why did you go in and seek it out and find it? Where, where was, um, you know, the pull from, from within to get, do that? Yeah, I think so many believers, again, we've got this whole other level in this layer of, is that right? Or is that wrong? And so we see people in the world being super successful and we wonder, God, I'm doing this for you. And, you know, all these things where it doesn't make sense why somebody else is successful and maybe me or you or like someone else isn't, is not there. And so of course we can do affirmations. The world's figured that out, right? There's power in our words. And so, yes, and all of those are good. What I wanted to do was give a kind of a true North, where are we getting these from, right? Because a lot of things sound good, but they're not necessarily true. And so I wanted to give references to, okay, here is where, you know, God gives us the ability to produce wealth. A lot of believers wrestle with making money and it's right in scripture and wealth is more than money, but it's a huge part of it, right? And so things where it's, they, I, I wanted to give proof that this is what God's word says. And you can believe these things, stand on these things, declare these things, affirm yourself on a regular basis. 
Because again, that's where those neural pathways are coming in. The truths that you believe, it's just what you've heard. And so I wanted to give a, you know, there's, there's all kinds of ways to do it, but I wanted to give proof that this is God's plan for you. You get to choose to believe it or not. Yeah. Yeah. I've always felt that Proverbs is a PhD in finance, right? It, it absolutely yeah, is. Fair. The entire book is all about, is all about wealth and wisdom and Solomon and everything, you know, and I, and I absolutely love that. So the last question I want, maybe the last question that I want to ask you is tell us a little bit about the affirmations themselves, not, not these necessarily, but just affirmations in general. So someone says, you know, I'm strong, I'm, I'm beautiful, I'm great, I'm giving, I'm, you know, and start saying, I am, I am, I am. How does that neurologically actually affect us? Because you could go through the motion, look at, we've all read a book and we got through the book and said, I don't even remember turning the pages. Right. right. And how did I get through this book? I don't remember what it's about. We've all driven home and said, did I go through a red light? Because I don't remember that. Right. So how is it that we can make these affirmations stick rather than just going through the motion yeah. of saying it? Yeah, there's a couple of things. I love that you bring this up because we can go on Pinterest, print them out and be like, okay, great. I'm going to change my life. Well, a couple of mm -hmm. things. Number one. Yeah. <laughs> so there's a few things for this. So number one, we operate 80 to 90% of our life based off of what we believe in our subconscious. Our, our subconscious is our belief, right? And that's, that's deeply rooted. Again, what you mentioned, that starts in childhood. So when we believe something, it becomes part of who we are. It's why we have a world full of political parties and different religions and all these things. And those are Right. So a couple of things. Number one, I think, you know, when we go to Pinterest and we print off these things or something sounds good. One of the things that I tell my clients is make that personal to you. So like, for example, I am strong. Well, if that's not really, does it mean something to you? Or that's not really, that doesn't hit you, right? right Turn right. that concept into the way that you speak to yourself because you're subconsciously speaking to yourself all day long. So a uh, from a scientific perspective, depending on which doctor you study, um, you know, some of like Dr. Caroline Leaf, you know, she has a, a neurocycle app. And I think hers, hers is like 63 days. It takes roughly somewhere between 63 and 67 days to create a new neural pathway. So when you're doing these affirmations, what I tell my clients is repeat these, these, whatever they are, declarations in the morning and at night. And when you do that for 67, that's what I tell my clients, do 67 days straight, you will start to create, I think of it like a jungle, right? It starts out kind of like there's no beaten down path. And once you start, as you continue right. to repeat right. thoughts, you create new truths that are now these neural path pathways that you're operating from, as opposed to the other, yeah. you know, the opposite of it or whatever you figured out was not true. Right. Okay. So, and you said something about if power isn't yours, change it up. What do you change power to? I'm powerful. And you don't believe it. Your subconscious is going, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I'll, give you, I'll give you a personal one. Yeah. Let me give you a personal one with the money. Right. I think a lot yeah. of believers struggle with money. Right. So um, kind of like the whole concept that God is Jehovah Jireh. Right. For a lot of believers have heard that he's our provider. Okay, great. I don't really talk to myself like that, although I know what that means. What I say for that declaration is no one takes better care of me than dad. 
Mm-hmm. My heavenly father. I don't even mm-hmm. necessarily say father, right? He is my dad. He's my Abba. He's my Papa. So that means something to me. And that mm-hmm. might sound weird to somebody listening to this. They're like, oh, that's weird because they don't speak to themselves like that. But when I yeah. think of my heavenly father, I want to think of him like my earthly dad. And so no one takes better care of me than dad. That's my equivalent to the Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. Right. Um, and so right. that's the way that I speak. To myself. And it's still the same concept. It's just my language. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just finding what, what resonates with you that says, okay, where is the power? You know, because I, I think, and I, and I don't mean to use, I'm, I am powerful as a, you know, as one that I'm even struggling with. I'm just saying that it's, you know, that's the first one. It's one of the first ones that everyone has in their, in their affirmations. Mm -hmm. You know, when you go to print Pinterest and print one out, it's like, I am powerful. Um, and I yeah. think that, that it, that's probably one, I think one of the toughest ones for people to deal with because they don't feel like they're being successful. So they don't feel powerful. And I, and where this has to, where you have to dig deep is there's all different kinds of powers, not political power. When we think of power, we think of power, right. Or a car that has power. Mm-hmm. We don't think of ourselves as being powerful, even if we say nothing. Even if we say nothing. So we have to really find out where does that power come from that we that we possess or that, you know, resilience that we have or, um, you know, maybe another word for it, you know, and I think that we'll all be looking up a whole bunch of synonyms. Yeah, like I love the question, like, what does that mean to you? Yeah, right. That's a good place. to. What is so I am powerful. Okay, what does that mean to you? And then you get to go from there and say, oh, okay, that means, like you said, someone else might think it's, they have, we can go to scripture and say, well, the Holy Spirit gives us power, love, and a sound mind. So we know it's true, but how can we make that, how can we turn that into a personal declaration that you get to believe and, and then live from? Right. Right. I, I love that. I love that. Yeah. What, what a great topic that you have. I think this is wonderful how you're connecting both of these and, you know, I mean, we know limiting beliefs, but how you're bringing uh, God into it, how you're bringing Christianity and in, into it. And, you know, I can't wait to get the hundred biblical and I can't wait to see them in old Testament and new Testament. Cause I know they're everywhere right in there. And, um, you know, it's, it's very interesting, uh, you know, that you took the time to even do that, honestly. So Wonderful for you. Congratulations for you. So what would you like to leave us with, Heather? I know that some people are, you know, if someone's listening and they are a Christian and hey, listen, even if you aren't a Christian, you're hearing about your thought patterns. Bottom line, you're hearing about your thought patterns and we want you to be able to get through that glass ceiling. So for someone who wants to connect with you, what is the best way for them to do that? Yeah, they can go to heatherschreiberburns.com and you can find me on Instagram or Facebook and shoot me a message. That's probably your best way. Awesome. And we will have the link in the show notes so that everyone can get the freebie of the, is it a PDF? Is that what it is? The affirmations? It is a PDF. Okay. Yes. Yep. So you mm-hmm. can get 100 biblical declarations or affirmations uh, by using the link that we have in the, in the show notes here to be able to get that and start working on that for 67 days, right? I heard 67. 67. Or just round it up and do 70. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 70 days. And why not just never stop? <laughs> right. Right. Just never stop. Yeah. I love it. Or do it twice a day and get it done in half the time. And then, <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. Um, What would you like to leave us with today? Yeah, I think, you know, based around this whole concept of getting to the root of your thoughts, because that's that's where it's at. I think so many people have 
been taught or perhaps your feelings were shamed. Maybe that was as a little kid. You know, I have clients that are like, my parents told me to go to my room and figure it out. Well, I just want to encourage you not to shame and silence your feelings. That's where the gold is. Now, your feelings might not be connected to truth, right? But it's your truth. And so until you get curious around your feelings and don't shame them, don't sweep them under the rug and say, I shouldn't feel this way or, oh, well, I, I, and even especially as believers, sometimes we slap a Bible verse on and say, okay, great. We're just going to turn it all to good. And that's not it. We have to really get curious around our feelings. So start with your feelings. If you really want to get to the root of your thoughts and, and don't shame them, get curious around them. And that would be my, my biggest tip. Yeah. I love that. I love that. So we're all going to look at affirmations differently from this day forward. I think we are. So I thank you so much for providing that information to us. It means a whole heck of a lot for us. So thank you so much for joining us today. Everyone, please be sure to follow Heather. Make sure that you get your hundred biblical um, declarations and, uh, you know, make that change in your life. If you're tapping on that glass ceiling, you know, of something changing, of a limiting belief, of, of money, of losing weight, of a relationship, of finding your own spiritual journey, that this, these are wonderful things that will help start cracking that as you tap on it, you know, with your, with your, um, hammer, I always visualize it like that as like, I'm tapping on it. I'm tapping on it. You know, I'm afraid it's going to fall on me. I don't want to break it. I, you know, and so this is a great way for you to do it. So I encourage you to take the action to do that. And again, thank you so much, Heather, for joining us today. Thank you so much, Jen. It was a pleasure. Absolutely. So everyone, thanks again for joining us. Thank you for taking time out of your busy day. We really, really appreciate it. Take just a quick second and scroll down with your thumb and give us a great five-star rating and write a beautiful review about what you learned um, from Heather so that we know that we are, we are continuing to give you what you need to crack and break through those glass ceilings. And until next time, we'll see you soon. You've been listening to Success to Significance with Jen Duplessis, the number one podcast for people wanting to give more value and make an impact. Loved this episode? Be sure to subscribe right now at www.jenduplessis.com S2S for more stories, strategies, and thoughts to help you gain significance and success. And if you like what we're doing, don't forget to give us a rating and review so we can continue to bring you the best content possible. Join us next week for another breakthrough episode. Thank you for listening.